It's a quick diversion for us to talk about IU basketball who had their media day. We'll take a look at some of the big talking points coming away from that before looking back on the gridiron and IU's upcoming game against Penn State. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Hoosiers? It is Wednesday, September 29th. This is Locked on Hoosiers. As always, your daily source for IU Athletic News. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. Appreciate you guys making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen today. Uh, As always, a reminder, Locked on Hoosiers is on YouTube at Locked on Hoosiers. Very hard to find, but Appreciate the support over there. Also, be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, at Locked on Hoosiers. You can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. On Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. It's very simple. I kept it the same. Basically, go search somewhere Locked on Hoosiers and we're probably there. Uh, Like I said, we are going to talk IU basketball today as they had their media day. Did not get to cover it in Tuesday's podcast as I was traveling, so pushed it back a little bit to Wednesday. We'll touch on the big talking points just so you know I didn't skip over it entirely, and then we will jump right back to football and the big upcoming game this week. Some thoughts on Penn State as well as some thoughts on the Hoosiers and how they replace DJ Matthews, who will be out for the season. As I said, be sure you guys are subscribed to us everywhere you listen to podcasts leave a rating and review if you haven't we'll be reading out reviews you guys leave so if there's any suggestions questions anything of that note we'll read them out if you guys leave a review on apple podcasts iu basketball media day was on monday i saw bits and pieces of it as i was traveling throughout the day Sat down on Tuesday, read about everything, read Coach Woodson's quotes, read the player, some of the players' quotes, and got a feel for what the uh, idea or the talking points were. Listen, media days are, there's never really anything groundbreaking <laughs> that come from those. Uh, it's a little bit of tidbits sprinkled here, there, throughout. Honestly, the biggest thing that came from media day For the Hoosiers were those jerseys that look incredible. Absolutely no warning, I don't think, on that new jerseys were coming. They look great. I love them. So that was the biggest thing to come out of Media Day. Uh, One of the other big things that I noticed watching and listening to Mike Woodson, not just on Tuesday, but in previous uh, talks with the media and just being around, man, he seems comfortable. Like, Coming home uh, in his situation, coming home to IU Bloomington is going to have a lot of pressure. There, There's two ways you can handle it. You can kind of feel all that pressure and uh, let it create kind of nervousness, anxiety, whatever it is. Or the, the approach Mike Woodson is taking is just he's home. He doesn't really care about the pressure. Like that man does not look like somebody who – uh, has the weight of a IU basketball fandom on his shoulders. He just seems at peace, which honestly, all these are great things. 
the more he talks, the more excited I get about IU basketball. And that was certainly the case on Tuesday. Some of the big things he mentioned, I the, one of the biggest things that caught my mind is that he wants to schedule bigger games. The schedule this season is not good. We talked about it earlier in the uh, earlier in the year when the schedule release came out. We pretty much knew what it was going to be. It's not a tough schedule by any means, honestly. A lot of mid-majors, a lot of uh, really just not good teams on the schedule. And Mike Woodson said that he wants to uh, he wants to change that. His exact words were, I want to get this team back on top to the point where we want to be playing the Kentuckys and the UCLA and the Kansases big games. That's what I want to hear, especially that Kentucky one. Please bring back the Kentucky series. I don't have this hanging up here for no reason. For those listening uh, on the podcast app or wherever, I'm pointing to my watch shot picture that's in the background on YouTube. I don't, that was such a big moment, such a game changing moment uh, for the program. Even if it ultimately didn't mean what we all thought it would at the time, that, that was such a landmark moment. And the opponent played a big role in that. So please bring that series back. He mentioned they do have a couple scrimmages with Cincinnati uh, behind closed doors, I'm sure. But we'll definitely be watching for the Hoosiers to improve uh, their scheduling. It always seems to be a bugaboo dating back to the Tom Crean era. Uh, they just never really schedule anybody in non-conference play. It is what it is. If you make the NCAA tournament because your records have been inflated, then it all counts just the same. But I certainly would like to see this program competitive enough to be able to play the Kentuckys, the UCLA, the Kansases, and win those games. That The game against Kansas, uh, I believe it was... It was a long time ago when James Blackman played. Uh, Curtis Jones had the big game. I'm blanking on when it, what the occasion was, but I remember that being a top-ranked game. OG was on the team. That was a really fun game, too. Those types of games are fun. I want those back. Uh, One of the other things, Trace Jackson Davis is shooting threes. I'm not entirely certain how sustainable it is. We will see. But the fact that it's even a question is very interesting. I know IU fans don't really care much about this, but uh, if Trace is going to have a NBA career, he's going to have to shoot three-pointers, and he just simply has not done that at IU. He's been very much an around-the-basket guy. If he's going to want to play at the next level, he's going to have to develop a jump shot of some sort. And that was a talking point not just his three-pointer, but that he's stretching his range out a little bit. That's big. If he can help space the floor, that opens up even more uh, possibilities with lineups, different guys you can play with him. Because if he can be a floor-spacing big type, uh, you can pretty much put anybody else in there in the front court with him. So opens up the floor even more. Guys have to respect his jumper. It's more driving lanes that'll be open. Uh, again, very preliminary. We'll see if it translates into games. But man, just the thought of Trace with a three-pointer. Whew, there's nothing he wouldn't be able to do at that point. So very excited about that. And it was also noteworthy. I don't think the Big Ten has released what they're going to do for the basketball season. If teams have to forfeit games because of COVID and an outbreak, 
I would imagine it's going to be pretty similar to what they do with football and that you simply forfeit the game. To that note, IU, it, he didn't address it directly, Mike Woodson. It sounds like IU is vaccinated fully, and it sounded like they had to be to go to the Bahamas, which would check out. He said they they were good in that regard. He kind of used some vague words. I don't think he was intentionally being vague. I just kind of think that's the way he uh, talks and, and just that nature. Um, he said, I think we're in a good place as far as the vaccine. Everybody's taken them. Uh, we had to have them when we went to the Bahamas. We got checked prior to coming here to the States. I think we're in a good place as far as that's concerned. Again, if nothing else to then to avoid players missing time, uh, forfeits, things of that nature, it's good to make sure everybody is vaccinated. We talked with football. We want everybody vaccinated so we can spit in the old brass platoon. Please bring that back. <laughs> we He also talked about Mike Woodson in the starting lineup, which I want to kind of jump into, maybe predict a little bit, get an idea of what he thinks the starting lineup may be. But we need to take a look at the bet online uh, odds for the IU game on Saturday, the football game. And boy, they are going, they're going in a direction, and it's not good for Indiana. Uh, as I'm recording this, it's Indiana plus 12 and a half. It's only going up. It dipped down a little bit early in the week, going back up. I think that may continue to climb. Again, I'm not optimistic about what uh, what this game is going to hold for the Hoosiers. But if you guys are interested in betting on the game, Bet Online has you guys covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Whether it's football, boxing, basketball, baseball, uh, these guys have you covered. Even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't miss out on what they have to offer. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Again, appreciate you guys making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen of the day. We're still going to look at the potential starting five for the Hoosiers. And when we are done, make sure your second listen of the day is Nate Dickinson and the Locked On Big Ten podcast as they are, uh, we're in Big Ten play for football. So plenty to talk about over there with Nate as uh, the college football Big Ten play really gets underway now officially. Those week one games are odd and I don't count them, especially when the Hoosiers get thumped in them. So Big Ten play is well and truly underway now. Before we jump into football discussions, I want to take a look at the potential starting five for the Hoosiers. It's going to be interesting because Mike Woodson said he had in mind a starting five. Obviously, he had a starting five uh, in the Bahamas. It was Trace, uh, Race Thompson, Xavier, uh, Miller Cop, and Parker Stewart, and... Um, I don't know that that will necessarily be the starting lineup. I think Tra Trace is obviously locked in, and Mike Woodson has said that. Uh, Race Thompson, I think, at this point is locked in as well. He looked really good, by all accounts, in the Bahamas, and he offers a nice compliment to Trace in the post, especially with both of their abilities kind of to kind of step out, stretch the floor a little bit, even if they aren't three-point shooters. 
They're athletic enough to kind of do that. And if it's a man-to-man switching defense, those two can uh, switch on the guards potentially and hold their own as well. After that, it's a little up in the air. I would still, I think Xavier Johnson's still going to have a starting spot. Uh, Nothing he did in the Bahamas indicated otherwise. And by all accounts, him and Rob Fennessy both have performed really well in practices. Uh, IU is going to have a lot of point guards, which we'll talk about in a second. But it'll it'll be interesting to see which one of those gets the nod and whether they're they're able to hang on to it throughout the year. Uh, the other two spots are much more open in the air. I would not be surprised if Miller Cop kept his starting spot, which he had in the Bahamas. If nothing else, then because he's a proven three-point shooter, uh, on top of simply being a good three-point shooter, if you're respected as a three-point shooter, there's a gravity that you will have on the court. Teams will know where you're at, and teams will race out to you. They'll be cognizant of where you're at on the court, and that alone will open things up for other players, especially in the Big Ten. Guys know who Miller Cop is. And he has that reputation as a three-point shooter. Uh, That alone, I think, will keep him in the starting lineup for quite a while. And if he's able to knock down threes like he did in the first game for the Hoosiers, uh, I think he'll stay in the starting lineup because they are going to sorely need his three-point shooting. This team doesn't have a lot of shooting. Uh, It's been a bugaboo for a while. Uh, It's not going to change. It doesn't seem this year, barring a drastic improvement from someone else. That leaves one more starting spot open. As I said, Parker Stewart had it during the Bahamas. I'm pretty firmly in the Tamar Bates camp, though, and I would be surprised if he doesn't eventually move into that starting lineup. Really, really talented kid. Uh, As a a shooting guard, again, he's not going to be able to score at a from distance i should say at a high level but he can do a lot of things at a high level that would give iu a pretty pretty decent sized lineup to six three xavier johnson six five tamar bates six seven miller cop six nine uh trace jackson davis six eight race thompson if they want to do the switching that they it seems like mike woodson is going to do that man-to-man aggressive defense uh, that leads to some switching and whatnot. Uh, you want guys right around the same size, and that is ideal. There's a couple other ways they could go, though. Maybe Rob Finnessy works his way into that starting lineup, and they play two point guards. The fact that neither he nor Xavier Johnson are great shooters would make a lot of those lineups struggle. Uh, I don't see Christian Lander making it into the starting lineup. He talked, Woodson did, about the point guards. He said Xavier Johnson and Rob Fennessy have really stepped up. He's been really impressed with him. Christian Lander struggled a bit, but is uh, now well on his way back to where he wants his point guards to be. So I think all three will see playing time. I don't know that they'll see time in the starting lineup together. Uh, if it's, I would say Rob Fennessy is going to be the first guy off the bench for the Hoosiers. Uh, at the very least, one of the first guys off the bench, and I think Lander will get plenty of time too. Uh, if it's not, I mean, Parker Stewart is obviously an option, and that's who was there. After that, it'll be interesting just to see um, 
who could potentially fill in. Trey Galloway maybe may be a name. Uh, there's there's a lot of ways that it could go. This team is a pretty deep, uh, but it'll be interesting to see if Trace is actually able to spread the floor. They could potentially go with a center, but I don't see Michael Durr or Logan Dunk Duncan, uh in the starting lineup. I think Trace is going to be the the center, uh, certainly in the starting lineup. So it'll be interesting to see how this five is this uh, five man starting lineup is filled out. Right now, if I had to lay money on it, it would be Xavier Johnson, Tamar Bates, Trace, Race Thompson, Miller Cop, and that is a great five-man unit. I, I'd be excited to see that group. Rob Fennessy, Christian Lander, uh, all sorts of guys. Jordan Ger- Geronimo we haven't mentioned, Trey Galloway, Parker Stewart. A lot of guys are going to be a lot of fun to watch this season. That's all the basketball talk today. There's a big football game coming up, so we have to talk about that. Before we do that, we need to talk about Built Bar. You guys have heard me talk on and on about Built Bar, about the cookies and cream flavor that I love, even if nobody else does. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors on on top of cookies and cream? There's coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, Cherry Barcia, there's all sorts of stuff. There's a flavor for everyone. If you don't know which one's your favorite, get the mix box. It gives you two of each as well. But not only are these bars tasty, they're healthy for you too. Uh, 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. They're amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. No reason not to head over to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. One of the interesting questions the Hoosiers are going to have to answer on the gridiron this week is who replaces DJ Matthews. Thought it'd be worth talking a bit about that today. DJ Matthews through the first three games was the best Hoosier, definitely receiver, maybe offensive player as a whole, and really one of the best Hoosiers, period, uh, with his contributions both offensively and in the return game. Losing him is brutal, both for him after sitting out last year and for the Hoosiers as well. It'll be interesting to see how they change things up and who steps into the hole left by him. I kind of rank guys in order of who I think may step up and play more snaps with him out. Maybe not necessarily more snaps, but more snaps in the slot, which is where DJ Matthews worked primarily. Uh, Honestly, I would not be surprised. The first guy I put is Ty Freifogel. I would not be surprised if they lined him up more in the slot. You saw it a little bit on Saturday. Uh, especially when he's playing well, he can beat those guys at the line of scrimmage for those short little uh, conversions, especially on third and fourth down. We talked a lot about how uh, great and reliable he was on on those downs on Saturday. I would not be surprised. I don't think he will start in the slot, but I would not be surprised if Ty Freifogel features a lot more in the slot. A lot of times defenses will keep their best corners on the outside, Put him in the slot. He's not necessarily matched up against those guys. It's an it's another way just to get the ball in his hands, which is something the Hoosiers need to do more of 
needs to look a lot more like that Western Kentucky game, a lot less like the games before that. Next up, again, this isn't a like-for-like like replacement in this regard, but I think Miles Marshall will see more time. If uh, Freifogel moves to the slot, I would imagine Miles Marshall is the guy that's going to play uh, along or play out wide. Uh, Marshall had 74 snaps out of 95 on Saturday. Uh, Freifogel played in 80 of the 95 snaps. So that was the second most for wide receivers, and I would not be surprised if that number stays pretty high. Marshall is one of the few guys IU has with returning production. He hasn't, again, up until Saturday, he hadn't really lived up to the expectations, but Saturday was a strong showing and hopefully something he can build on moving forward. Uh, if we're talking straight replacements, though, I would say Javon Swinton is probably the leader in the clubhouse. He had 54 snaps on Saturday. That certainly is a higher mark for him. Uh, he had didn't perform particularly well, which has kind of been the problem. But if we're talking more like-for-like like replacements, I think he might be uh, the favorite. The other guy who would be up there is Jacoby Hewitt, who did play well although he did it in limited snaps, 20 total snaps on Saturday. He played really well. Personally, I would go Hewitt, Jacoby Hewitt over Javon Swinton. Uh, it's not as much a like-for-like -like fit. Listen, nobody is going to be what DJ Matthews had been for this team, just like nobody was Watt failure for this team this season, though DJ Matthews was starting to get pretty close. Uh, Pinnock certainly trusted him. Um. It the the last name would be Cam Buckley. So far, I don't know what the expectations for most people were. I've been a little disappointed by what he's done, or, or more what he hasn't done. He only had 29 snaps on Saturday. He's dropped a couple of uh, passes. He graded out as the third worst Hoosier on Saturday. That's kind of been a, a running trend. I would like him to produce more. He just hasn't really done it. The real answer to this, as I said, nobody is going to be DJ Matthews. So the answer is probably a mix of everybody I just said. And maybe the Hoosiers just ride the hot hand. If Javon Swinton's having a good game, maybe they go there. Maybe they go with some multiple wide receiver sets and put Hendershot in the slot a little bit more. Uh, maybe play Matt Bjornsson more. Um, maybe they play A.J. Barner more and use Hendershot more as a passing weapon. Uh, he certainly, Hendershot, struggles blocking. So maybe just making him a passing target, get him into some mis mismatches would help. We'll see. But the overall answer to this is it's going to be a collective effort to replace DJ Matthews. And they don't have a great opponent to have to replace him against. Penn State, uh, I think everybody knows that the Nittany Lions are going to come in with revenge on the mind. I imagine that's going to be a word mentioned multiple times the rest of this week and on Saturday's broadcast. Everybody remembers, IU fans remember what happened last time they played. And as great as it was for us, it was terrible for Penn State. I'm sure they hate every time it is shown. So uh, the Hoosiers are going into Happy Valley, into a stripe out against Penn State. <laughs> it's, it's going to be a tall task.
Penn State is rolling. They're number four in the nation. Arguably the best team in the Big Ten. Uh, we'll certainly find out in the coming weeks. Uh, but the perhaps rolling the most for them is Sean Clifford, quarterback, who played pretty well against uh, the Hoosiers last season. As, at least I thought so. He has played really well this season. Last week, threw for 400 yards, four touchdowns, and a 38-17 to win. <laughs> Here's your wild stat of the day that a friend of the show, co-host on Tuesdays, Jared, said to me, I thought he was joking. I looked it up. Clifford's performance was also the first time a Penn State quarterback threw for 400 yards in the United States. Christian Hackenberg did it in 2014 against UCF. That game took place in Ireland. So a record-setting game from him. I'm worried. Fortunately, or maybe unfortunately, we will be able to talk to Kevin McGuire tomorrow's episode, a crossover episode with us to get a better understanding of Penn State and what is in store for the Hoosiers. So again, thank you for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow for that crossover episode with Locked on Nittany Lions. But make Locked on Nittany Lions your second listen today. Go over there, see what is up with Penn State, do a little bit of research, and get a feel for what uh, IU has in store for it on Saturday. Again, leave if you leave a rating or a review, I'll read it out. I want this to be a conversation with you guys. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. We'll be here uh, tomorrow with the crossover episode, Friday with Jared to give you the last-minute preview before the Hoosiers game on Saturday. It's set up to be a big one. We'll see how the Hoosiers respond after struggling to a win this week. Follow us on Twitter if you don't already. Subscribe to the podcast while you're over there. Be sure to check out the Locked on Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling. Brought to you by betonline.ag. Have a great Wednesday, guys, and L-E-O.